and welcome to the Dissident Daughters podcast. I am Ada, and I've been gone for a while. <laughs> Sorry, I've been a little MIA. Uh, it's been an interesting month. Um, it's just been a little nutty. Work has been really all-consuming and hard, and life has been hard just in general. My brain always struggles a bit with staying focused this time of year for some reason. I think I have a little seasonal depression or something, like when summer ends. Uh, even though I love fall, I feel like it's that time of year where I like give up on everything. <laughs> I have no motivation to get things done or to work hard or to, um, I don't know, I just... I always struggle with this time of year. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can really put my finger on what it is, but the weather gets colder and uh, I just want to like hunker down and maybe and maybe hibernate or something. I don't know if any of you feel that um, kind of feeling this time of year, but I definitely kind of like get in this place of feeling a little bit stuck. Um, I'm trying to decide if I should keep going with the podcast. Um, it's a hard space to be in. Uh, in some ways, it makes me feel like I kind of, you know, feel stuck thinking about Mormonism all the time. But in other ways, I feel like it's really healing. And I don't feel like I'm ready to leave this space necessarily. Um, I also get into moods where I really question myself. Like I question whether I have anything important to say or anything relevant or helpful uh, to anyone. I question whether what I'm doing is worth it. And I've made a few really wonderful friends through doing this podcast and I've appreciated like their encouragement and their support as I kind of limp along here trying to figure this stuff out. Um, but you know, if I'm being totally honest, like it's hard. Um, I think it's really, I'm really quick to like question myself and to wonder like, what am I doing and wh why am I doing it? And is this helping anybody? And because I think like in my faith journey, I have definitely found so much help and healing from other people in this space, like podcasters and other, you know, social media influencers. Um, people who are speaking up and speaking out and those who are kind of just helping this whole community. And I think that's why I wanted to join. Um, I did TikTok for a little while, but I just couldn't. I, I felt like I wasn't really being very real on TikTok. Um, and, it, and it felt like kind of a weird space. I don't know. It just wasn't completely my jam, which that's fine. A lot of people find... Um, a lot of good things on TikTok and they love it. Uh, I just, it wasn't very sustainable for me, like a place where I could always go. Um, and I think part of it is just like, <laughs> I don't know, like wanting to be anonymous a little bit. Um, but then I'm, I'm torn about that too, because sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I just want to tell people who I am and, and just be out there and completely, um, transparent, you know, and then there's other times where I'm like, oh, but I might hurt people, you know, and I worry about other people's feelings and, you know, like damaging friendships or relationships with family or things like that. And so I'm sure that that's a really common thread throughout, you know, everyone who is in this space. 
uh, I'm sure struggles with that decision to kind of like be 100% out there or be like a little bit anonymous in, you know, talking. I know like when I did my TikTok channel, I did not tell anyone about it, anyone that I knew. But after a little while, a couple people found out about it and that's fine. Um, but still like, I mean, I don't even post on there anymore. And um, as far as I know, nobody knows that I'm, that I have a, you know, some videos there, um, nobody else, but who knows? I mean, other people might know. Um, and I'm trying to decide whether I care or not. Maybe I don't care. Maybe I do care. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Is anybody else like me? I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. Um, so how was general conference for everyone? Did anybody uh, watch it? Did anybody listen to it? Did anybody kind of follow what was happening with it? I'm curious to know, like, because I think we're all in a little bit different spaces. And um, this past conference, I did not listen to one single bit of it. And I really avoided learning anything about it either, like in the different, you know, ex-Mormon platforms, you know, I'm on Reddit and I'm on a bunch of groups and Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I really didn't follow um, what anybody was talking about with as it pertains to general conference either. Um, I know like there's been times when I've been super curious about it and I've either watched parts of it or I've paid close attention to what everyone says about it. But this time I knew that I just didn't want to know. Um, the only thing I heard was that, you know, of course, again, there was a crap load of new temples announced, shocker. And uh, I also saw this quote going around from Rusty that said something like, oh, a lot of important things are going to be happening soon or something like super vague and dumb, <laughs> which makes me laugh because Mormons will take it so seriously and like make it you know, look like he's prophesying something important. But I think he tries to make it sound prophetic, but also vague enough that he doesn't have to answer for anything when it doesn't happen. <laughs> also, it's already happening. Like, I, I think it's laughable. I just think it's funny. Like, plus he knows he's going to be dead any day now. So it doesn't matter what he says or something. You know, he's like freaking 98 years old. He's... He's basically, I mean, he's passed up President Hinckley in being the oldest prophet, and he's passed up President Hinckley in the number of temples announced, and I think it was all about beating him. So I think he can die happy now. I think, you know, it's just always been this huge ego trip for him. Um, so I, he, he's probably good to go now. He's, I think he's, he's um, well, how, should, how do I say it? Like, he's, he's fulfilled his prophetic duty of beating President Hinckley in all the things. He's, um, what, I think he's announced like 117 temples or something like that. And I mean, President Hinckley only announced like 78. So, I mean, he's way surpassed President Hinckley by now, um, which is funny, but I've, I've looked at the different things about temples, about the temples and there's like, oh, let me pull it up, hang on. The list of temples that is just announced and hasn't even started construction is 74. And, you know, I wish that I had time to go through this whole list, but I believe, you know, this list goes back. Some of these temples were announced years ago and still nothing has even, a location hasn't even been established. 
I don't know why I keep yawning. Um, and then the list of temples that are under construction is like 53. So it's so interesting. Like everything I hear about like the temple committee in Salt Lake is that it's just a giant shit show and nobody knows what's going on and <laughs> nobody knows what's happening. I mean, even, even like, President Nelson will like announce temples that nobody even knows anything about and that no, no land has been acquired or anything. It's just, it sounds like it's just a shit show, but think about how old President Nelson is. Okay. He's 98 years old. He was born in 1924. I mean, let that sink in for a second. He's seen some shit, uh, but he's also old as shit. So can he possibly have a handle on the realities of today? I mean, I don't know. I just don't think he can. I don't think it's possible. Um, and here's another question I want to put out to you. What do you think President Nelson's legacy will be? Do you think that he, you know, that his legacy will be, you know, how many temples he announced? Uh, do you think it will be that he, that he made more, the word Mormon a swear word? Uh, do you think that it'll be that he changed church to two hours? I mean, what has he done for the church other than like, I think his legacy might be that he's, he's caused more members to leave the church than any other prophet. I think he's caused more people's shelves to break than any other prophet. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's interesting. It, his track record is, is, you know not good on, on, on any account, um, for some reason. But, um, I think it's really interesting and I think everyone knows, and I even think that all the temple building and all the temple announcements that that's actually, maybe it's making some members of the church like really excited and they think it's really great. And maybe that's how it was for a while. But I think at this point, I think people, members are starting to see that it's like this big giant sham that they're like, why are we building more temples when, you know, it's like the growth of the church is declining? I, I, I've got to know that like members of the church see, see through this, like they see it and they go, why are we doing this? What is happening? My mom worked in the temple for like, I don't know, six or seven years or something. She had an assignment in the temple and I always felt bad for her because it's like a giant time commitment and in order for them to do anything, they have to like, they have to get a sub. So like, they can't just, they can't just not go on a day. Like if they have something come up in their family, um, a death or a birth or, you know, things like this, like these big deals, like my mom couldn't go anywhere. She couldn't do what she wanted to do in her retirement because she was stuck going to the temple like three days a week or something insane like that. So I, I just think, like, why are they building all these temples that are going to require a huge number of people just to run the temple? And are there really that many people attending? I don't, I just don't think so. I really don't believe that the temples are all that necessary or all that used or all that important. I just really don't think so. And I find it really sad when I see a post like I did, I don't know, in the last week or two, I have this friend who just lost her dad. Her dad just died. Um, and 
you know, as he was literally on his deathbed, like family members coming in from out of town to say goodbye and all this kind of stuff. And she posted about this. She posted about how she had, you know, um, she had planned to take the young women to the temple to do baptisms for the dead. And she was feeling torn because, you know, she wanted to be by her dad's side, but she had made this commitment to take the young women to the temple. So she did. And then she talks about how this, like, like that this is supposed to be faith promoting and I just don't get it. I'm like, so you left your dad's side. So instead of being by your dad's side in his last moments of life, instead you went to the temple to like do baptisms for dead people. Like, why would you choose that? Why would you choose to not spend the last few minutes that you have with your dad? Like that makes just no logical sense. I, I think that's so tragic that that they're so conditioned to believe that that's where they should be. And when, you know, I just, I would love for another prophet to come along, which I don't think this is going to happen with Oaks for sure. And probably not Bednar either. I mean, I don't know of any of the apostles that would possibly make this their focus, but how amazing would it be if a prophet came along and made his focus 100% on the living. Can you even imagine? Can you imagine? Like, imagine if we focused on the things that jo uh, Joseph, Jesus focused on. Jesus didn't, sorry, but he never talked about, you know, doing work for the dead. He never did. Uh, he simply helped the needy and the poor and the sick that were alive right now. Think about the impact that the church could have on the world today if they actually cared about the poor and the needy. What if they put all that money that they would be, that they currently are putting into temples, millions and millions and millions and billions. I It's gotta be in the billions. What if they put that fully into charity into like humanitarian aid, like really actual, like boots on the ground, like feeding people, um, providing clean water for people, um, like actually building schools for people who are in poverty, who don't get to go to school in third world countries. Like what if they actually did real beneficial work for people who are alive today, instead of focusing so much on dead people. Dead people who we have no idea who they are or what they are, or what they want, and whether they want to be members of the church. Like, or if there's even any afterlife whatsoever, like, can you imagine like how sad, how sad it would be for someone who like dedicated so much of their life to like, helping dead people like be baptized and get sealed and get their endowments. And then they die and they go to the other side and they realize that it was all for nothing, that it meant nothing. Like, like think about that for a second. Literally the, I mean, I, I already kind of know, have a small glimpse of what this feels like because of, you know, my 40, whatever number of years I spent in the church serving, um, doing work for the dead. Um, 
it's 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 so sad to think about the time I wasted in my life, but I also didn't didn't do that much work in the temple. I spent a fraction of the time that many of our like older members of the church spend at the temple. And I just think about like the people's choices to like um, go serve a mission and leave their family like like grandparents, you know, when they go on a mission and they leave their kids who are home having their kids and living their lives and like these grandparents miss out on that like super important time in their kids lives or they miss out on like their retirement, just being able to travel the world and do what they want to do. Like, I just, I can't fathom like all the time added up that just is wasted, completely wasted. And the choices that people make to be away from their family and instead be doing work for the dead. I just, it's it's kind of like this, gigantic tragedy for me I feel like it's like the saddest thing to think back and just wonder like how much time is added up of just wasted absolute wasted time when we could be being with our loved ones um, serving those who are alive and actually need our help it's just it's sad to me but, you know, all things Mormonism fascinate me. I don't know why. I'm so interested in all the facets of it. I love learning the history. I love learning about the temples. Um, I love learning about, like, what's going on in the temple right now, like membership numbers and how the church is changing, growing, or shrinking. Um, I don't know. I just, I I still research it a lot. Um, I'm, ooh, I've been listening to the LDS discussions series on Mormon stories and it's so good if you aren't listening to it it's so so good so um I wasn't really that interested in like they, they did a bunch of episodes on like I don't know the bible and stuff and I I don't know I just don't really have that much interest in that um but I've listened to like the stuff about the beginnings of the church and the first vision accounts and like all the Joseph Smith stuff is super fascinating to me um, the race and the priesthood episodes I just listened to. And then they're right now they're on the polygamy stuff. I think there's, there's going to be like four or five episodes. I think only two have come out so far, but, um, it's so, so interesting to me to learn all this stuff. I mean, I listened to the year of polygamy podcast, which was a lot more than a year. Um, but Lindsay Hanson Park did so much like incredible research that, um, I love, love, loved all of that and learned so much from her and that podcast. Um, so I don't know, like sometimes I wonder, okay, what is my place in, in this space? Like, where do I want to take this podcast? And, and I genuinely would like your guys's feedback. Like, like, what do you guys want to know about? Um, what do you, what do you need help with on your journey? Like, do you like hearing other people's personal stories about leaving the church? Um, do you like it when I have guests come on and talk about um, things that happened to them in the church? Um, do you like learning more about the history of the church? Do you do you are you looking for ways of healing? Um, are you looking for like parenting advice or relationship advice? Not that not that I'm I don't know good at that, but I could bring guests on who who maybe um, 
would be good in those areas. Like what genuinely, what do you want to know about? Or like, do you want to come on and tell your story? Or do you want to come on and talk about like your field of expertise? Maybe you're a therapist who, um, you know, is really interested in helping people through a faith crisis. Maybe you are interested in relationships or marriage or um, child and family services type stuff. Um, maybe you're a historian and you want to come on and talk about something in the history of the church. I mean, there's so many things that, you know, so many different ways or directions that I could take this podcast. Um, my, my original idea was, you know, I mean, goes back to the name of the podcast dissident daughters, because I, I felt like it was so important to talk about my dissent and my, my um, standing up and using my voice to speak out against the patriarchy and against the abuse and the problems in the church. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of where I get super passionate about things. Um, and I love that, but you know, and I don't know if there's, I mean, clearly there's a lot more topics that we could cover as it pertains to that kind of stuff. I get super interested in all the stuff about, oh, the Native Americans, uh, quote unquote, Lamanites, you know, those who were told that they were like, that their ancestors were from the Book of Mormon. And, um, you know, all the things about the Indian placement programs and, you know, just the way that the, the Native Americans were treated by Brigham Young and, and the pioneers and, and, um, uh, Mountain Meadows Massacre and the, um, uh, uh, what is it called? The Bear River Massacre and things like that. Like, are you guys interested in learning more about that? Because I freaking love that stuff. I could do lots of episodes on that stuff. Um, and I have contacts that have, um, lived through and known a lot about those types of things. Um, we, you know, I, I have lots of ideas, um, but I would love your input. I would love your feedback. I would love your questions. Like, do you have specific questions for me? Or do, are there things that you're wanting to learn about or that um, you want resources on? Are there things where like, you're wanting to learn how to like move forward in your life um, after Mormonism, post-Mormonism? Like, are you trying to figure out how to pick up the pieces um, after losing your faith? Are you, is there a specific area where you are finding great happiness and joy that is bringing you life in post-Mormonism, you know, and do you want to share that with the world? Like, would you, would you want to come on here and be interviewed? Like I, I am happy and excited to do any and all of it because I just, I love all of it. Like all of it is super interesting and, um, and fascinating to me. So I love talking about the current events in the church, like the current shit shows with, you know, the AP articles about sex abuse and how the church is dealing with that. And, um, and I, I love talking about <laughs> the shit show of the temples going on. I love talking about, I don't know, just anything and everything with the current church. And then, but I also love all the past stuff too. I just, I just could do this forever, but I don't know. I also want to be like, I also want to be helpful. Like I also want to bring goodness to the world. I also want to be a safe space. I also want to be a space of like healing and growth. And I also want to share 
you know, all the good things. And I want people to feel like this is that space for them. And so what can I do to make that, you know, make that a a reality? You know, what, what kinds of things do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to hear about? And what do you want to share? And what do you need? Um, I would just love that. So I did set up my um, Instagram page. I think I've only posted once, um, but I have noticed, uh, you know, a few, a handful of people have gotten on there and followed me. And I love that. I know I'm super boring. I'm so like, I'm so not good at technology. I feel like, you know, I'm only 46, but I feel like I'm 96 when it comes to technology. Um, I'm not very good at it, but I will keep trying. Um, But the main reason why I even wanted to set up that um, Instagram account, it's Dissident Daughters, by the way, um, is like so people can message me. I mean, you can direct message me. Um, You can also message me like on um, dissidentdaughters.org or you can go to um, mormondiscussionspodcast.org. Anyways, you can always... um, you know, make comments on podcast episodes, but I thought Instagram would be a super easy way for people to find me as well. Um, and you can message me and you can ask questions and you can say, Hey, I want to come on your podcast and you know, all kinds of things. I'm completely open, um, to all of that because I want to be, um, I want to be the space that people need, you know, and I've had so many good, um, friends reach out to me and listeners reach out to me that have become friends and that, you know, have great feedback for me. Um, I'm open to criticism too. Like maybe, you know, if you have a criticism for me, um, or, you know, you want me to change things or do things different, I'm totally open to that. I love that. Um, I'm happy to talk to anybody about, um, changing things up and doing things different, but, um, But I just know that like this space was really powerful for me when I first started. And so I wanted, you know, to be able to offer that to other people. So there it is. There's my there's my speech for today. I would love some feedback on the direction of this podcast and where it should go from here and what you guys think. Um, I have uh, several things lined up for future episodes, but I'm always looking for more. So I um, want to be more consistent. I apologize for kind of going MIA for a little bit, Um, but I'm back. (laughs) And uh, we're going to start putting out some content here. I've got some stuff lined up, but happy to hear from all of you and want to keep going with this. Um, And I'm just happy to be here. So I'm thankful for all of you listeners. Um, I would love it if you subscribe to um, the the channel on YouTube or uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we've we've actually seen a an increase in downloads and listens, and that's been really fun to see um, that people are actually listening, and that's super fun for me to to see happening. So. Um, Keep, keep doing that. And I always love your financial donations. That's always super helpful. We don't get a lot of financial donations. And and honestly, that's not why I do this. Um, it's nice to receive payment for the work you do, but it's also like this is super, um, it's not like I'm a professional podcaster in by any means. I am, you know, I have my whole professional life outside of this. Um, but 
it is it is awesome to um, receive feedback and and to receive donations that that show that I, you know people are appreciating the work that I'm doing. So always happy to get that. And you can you can donate to Mormon discussions um, directly, or you can uh, also donate through dissidentdaughters.org directly. So um, love that. And, you know, if you're if you're thinking about it, if you've just left Mormonism and you don't know what to do with your 10% tithing, you know, what I did is I just started researching other um, charities. I started finding ways to put my money where I want to put it. And the neat thing about that is I've been able to kind of spread it out over lots of different organizations that I love. And, um, and guess what? If I change my mind, I can stop donating. Like if I stop thinking that that, that that organization is doing what I want it to do, I can just stop my donation and I can put that money somewhere else that I, that I feel strongly about. So it's so awesome to feel like my money is actually making a difference. And I donate to a lot of different, um, uh, people in the ex-Mormon space because I love the work that they're doing and I love, um, I have benefited personally from it. So that's one place that I donate some money. Um, I also donate to multiple other charities. There's one called Charity Water. I love that one because they are bringing water to the world, um, to lots of different places in the world that did not have access to clean water. And clean water is so important. If you guys do not know the impact of clean water, uh, you need to, you need to look into it. There's a book called thirst and it's all about that. And it's, it's written by, uh, the guy who started the charity water. Um, I can't even think of his name right now. I'm sorry. I'm so, I wasn't planning on talking about this, so it just kind of came up, but, um, that was a really fascinating book. I loved reading about that. Um, I love legacy collective, um, I love, what's the other charity, um, that I donate to? Let me, let me look really quick. Hang on. I'm having a brain fart. Um, okay. There is Together Rising. That's another, um, that's the charity that Glennon Doyle started. Um, I've loved that. I've loved, um, being able to, they completely focus on all women led nonprofit organizations and they do, they, they, switch it up they they change all of their um well they change constantly who they're donating um to and the the different charities that they're working with but um that's just a few of the ones that i have found um that i have and that have made me really happy i i donated to the marriage on a tightrope podcast because i was in a mixed faith marriage at one point and when i found that podcast it made a huge difference for me and, um, I, you know, I just, I wanted to pay them for the work that they do. And in fact, I still belong to that, um, their Facebook group, even though I'm not in a mixed faith marriage anymore, but I love Alan and Katie Mount. They're so great. Um, I also donate to the Emancipate Your Mind podcast. I love Terry Hale. She's doing such good work over there. Um, she's really focusing on, um, kind of the, the, the work that you do in, in your thoughts and in your thinking. And, um, it's, I, I love what she has to say. A lot of the Mormon discussion podcasts are great. She's one of the ones that's under the Mormon discussion umbrella as well. If you haven't listened to her, um, almost awakened is a really good one as well. Um, I just, I kind of 
dabble in a bunch of different um, podcasts uh, kind of all over the spectrum. Um, I also listen to Mormonism Live and I donate there, of course. Um, and, and I still donate to the Open Stories Foundation through the Mormon Stories podcast. Um, sometimes I kind of go back and forth about whether I want to keep donating there because I personally am not a fan of John DeLynn. And I don't say that to be mean or hurtful. Um, I just, I just, you know, I don't personally uh, love him. Um, but he brings on a lot of really fantastic guests. And I think his platform has been overall really helpful to lots and lots, I mean, thousands and thousands of people. And so I, I appreciate that and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for his platform, even, even if I disagree with him, like on a personal level, um, with some of the choices that he makes and, uh, you know, he's not somebody that would necessarily be my friend, but, um, I think that he has done a lot of good in the world and he has he has created a space where people can have their voices heard and I really appreciate um some of the some of the voices that he has had on his podcast including that um, Mike from LDS discussions which I think he has done such phenomenal phenomenal work like I can't imagine the amount of time that he has put into that project his um his LDS discussions project. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine. I mean, and I think I've done a lot of research and I've done a lot of work, but I have done nothing compared to what some of these people in this space have done. And so, um, that's why I, that's why I go when I, I donate because I want to just show my appreciation to those who are in this space, who are doing the hard and difficult work that make it easier for us to come along and to feel like, oh, wow, we're, you know, getting something really great from, from this person's work. And so if you feel so inclined, um, you know, donate to Dissident Daughters, I would love it and appreciate it. And it just shows um, that, you know, maybe my work is doing some, some good out there. So, um, I think that's all for today. I know this is a little bit of a short episode, but I just wanted to jump on and give a quick update of, you know, where I'm at and what's going on and, and also reach out and say, Hey, anybody that has questions, feedback, um, ideas, all of it, I'm open and I'm here and I want to hear from you. And I'm really grateful for all the listeners who have been so supportive and, um, and have had, you know, just said really nice things. I appreciate it. It, it makes my heart happy. So thank you. And I will be back soon with lots more to say, and I love you all. And we'll talk soon. Bye. Whoa.